You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hi, right, welcome in. It is the Tuesday edition, Jay Barker Show with uh, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and we also got Alec Bauman with us as well, our intern, and many more producing. Josh Smith, we got Jonathan Joe, all the guys down at Tide 100.9 FM, our flagship station. But welcome in, and uh, man, a lot continues to happen throughout the college football world. Uh, the new transfer rule uh, that looks to be going to be rubber stamped what early August, and we'll get into that. I know you guys have talked about that the last couple of days. Uh, Kyler Murray's contract stipulating. Uh, what he's got to do, uh, what, four hours of film work uh, during the week? you got to be kidding me. Uh, no. That should be four right. hours a day and more, or even more than four hours a day as a quarterback. So we'll get into that as well. All right, we were presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. you got the Top Golf. You'll absolutely love it. It is the uh, bowling of this generation we always talk about. But with Top Golf, uh, you got great fun for family, coworkers, friends. They do a ton of charitable events and uh, just a lot of great things going on there. The food, the drinks, the fun. You'll love Top Golf of Birmingham. Driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks at Sunny King Ford. All right, I'm a year older. <laughs> Happy birthday. You don't look all that different, though, to be really? honest with oh, you. You're, you're, you're still 
used to look good. I tweaked my knee my last day playing golf at Camp Creek. And so I get out of the car yesterday, coming back from the beach. And this older guy is like sitting there and we're, we're he goes, man, what's, I mean, he, he, he probably thought I was 60 or 70 years old the way I was walking. He's like, what happened to you? I said, tweaked my, tweaked my knee playing golf and uh, swole up over the last three hours driving in from, uh, from the beach. But overall, great time. Kids, uh, unbelievable. Uh, spending time with them and the family, uh, just, just awesome. So thank you all for that. Thank you all for standing in the gap and allowing me to, to celebrate that time with them and uh, so much needed time off uh, over the last uh, week or so. So good stuff. And I know you guys have been holding the fort down. I know, Lars, you went through a little sickness during that time, so I hope you're feeling better. Yeah, I'm on the other side of uh, – You uh, better be as yeah. close as I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm mean, yeah, the other side of COVID, and it, it hit me hard. Even though uh, double vaccinated, double boosted, it, uh, it 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 was like a two by four to the face. But uh, all good now. And uh, so, Jay, what was your best gift for your five uh, O? Probably just my kids being there, and then you know they gave me a bunch of things that I liked over the years. Um, you know, small things that they, they knew that, okay, this, these are things that dad has liked and um, also got this great Yeti uh, that, you know, to carry the beach and all that and to carry to other, other, other places. Um, and also uh, Braxton uh, gave me his senior day photo framed with Coach Saban, uh, with me and his mom and him and Coach Saban's, which was awesome to have that at Bryant Denny Stadium. So they got that all framed up and stuff really nice. But the biggest thing was just the fun. I mean, we 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 probably stayed up till three in the morning every night playing poker. I mean, just <laughs> sitting around having a good time and uh, just you know, I think I was the bank, you know, shelling out money a lot to the kids that were already the kids as they men, lost as they were losing. Saying, "No, I want you to stay in the game. I want you to stay in the game. You know, <laughs> keep playing." And uh, and and such great character young men that were there and, and and young women too. Sir Ash was able to make the first half of the week, and then uh, Braxton came down for the second half. Harrison was there pretty much with me the whole time with a bunch of his friends. So uh, we had a good time. We played some golf and got out in the sun on the beach and the pool and uh, just had a great time, a really relaxing uh, time down uh, down at the beach on 30A. So, so some stuff. people, when they turn 50, they like to do crazy things such as jump out of airplanes. Uh, uh, did you, like, parasail? Or was there anything special that you did on your birthday? That, did you break 70? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. If I could have just broke fifty on that, gotta, yeah. gotta shoot your age. Yeah. yeah, gotta shoot your yeah. age yeah. one day. So um, now I, I'm I'm very risk averse, I guess you might yeah, say. I'm so I, I look at things and go, okay, weigh it out. Uh, does that look like something that might be? Uh, if I've trained for it and I'm ready for it, then I'm good. But to just go do it is another thing. But um, I, I, I'm not big height big height guy. I've gotten better over the years. I used to I couldn't even go up on a like place and look over a building or look over a. A balcony so I, that that i've gotten over a little bit um but uh no i'm I, i'm not like that uh say look i go do, do something different one, one thing we wanted it, it rained today we thought about going out and going deep sea fishing and uh kind of had that kind of plan uh kind of got swiped but i was kind of actually glad i'll be honest since uh coming out of football with concussions and other thing when i get on the in the ocean and it's really wavy seasick. i get a lot more seasick than yeah, i did really? back yeah and, and a lot of different motion type stuff like that so had to be really careful with it, and um, you know, but but not, nothing out of the ordinary, nothing extraordinary. Just a great time, just relaxing. I, I just needed a breakaway, and uh, got that with them. Spent that time with them, and uh, some really great talks. And 
just a lot of laughing. I mean, that was the biggest thing. Just a lot of, a lot of laughter, which was much needed for the song. I know for, for my 50th, uh, just the best part was, uh, and you remember this, Jay, my, my mom came into town from, uh, uh, Virginia. My brother came in from DC. I had my kids and it wasn't about getting anything material. It was just the gift of time with my closest the people who are closest yeah. to me and uh it was it was just so much fun so much fun and and jay there may or may not be a special gift delivered to you during the show oh my goodness what? spoiler alert what uh, hey uh, no it's a tease may, uh, it's called a tease what time did she get here <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> it's hey, called a tease you uh you, you just turned 50 you bring me to aarp <laughs> this you get fun and family right, when you right, turn right. 50 okay. i'm about to turn 65 yes look what i got in the mail today okay this is awesome i just see. showed it oh to Alec. my goodness yes so you got a uh, join us for dinner at red yeah. lobster look who's sponsored it's for a, a uh, home <laughs> look look for look who's <laughs> sponsored look, it. Uh, curry jefferson funeral home <laughs> oh my god is that marketing or is that bad i don't know uh yeah i don't know if i take those complimentary tickets or not ah uh, Probably, I don't know though. It's free, probably free not. dinner. Free dinner. Why not? But uh, look, the tour maybe something. Turn around and listen to somebody who uh, uh, listen, listen to somebody who's going to tell you where to die, how That's to right. die, where yeah. to go, how yeah. to be buried, how deep, where do you want to be cremated? Right. It's like a timeshare. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> permanent. Maybe right. Permanent. Right. Maybe they'll yeah, give you a exactly. deal on your own funeral. Uh, who I knows? Ah, you know I'm a lot like Pat Dye when it comes to that. Wrap me up in a sheet and throw me in. In the woods. I'll be fine. God will <laughs> the, take care uh, of my soul, I hope. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a buddy of mine, his dad passed away recently. I told you guys about it. And they had a celebration of life where they went downtown uh, to, um, what's the, not work, play the other one, Iron, Iron City Grill, had a big function there. And, and really, I mean, just a lot of fun people came in. I mean, it was sad at times. Stories were told. Videos were played. All that type of stuff. But, um that's the kind of funeral. I mean, that are the, the kind yeah. of moments I want from my family and friends. And I tell my my kids, I'm like, no open casket. Leave it just. I, I want you to throw up pictures of, of when I was alive, when I was things that we did together, all that type of stuff. Celebrate that because I'm in a better place anyway. I, I'm I, I'm no longer in that body. That body's an empty vessel, and uh, no reason to sit there and look at. The, I, I went through that with, with my dad. I've been through that with other people in my life. I know you guys have as well. It's just not when when I. I, I Every time I think back on it, I go, I, don't, I just don't think I wanted whatever, if I could do it over again, would want that to be the last thing that I saw of my dad. Or the yeah, last on some moment. temptations and throw down. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. what, I, that's yeah. what I want. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, a celebration of life is exactly what I would want to. And, um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, uh, open casket in the funeral home is uh, the last uh, uh, snapshot I have of my dad mentally. <laughs> Uh, but uh, buddy of mine just said, "Let's go to Wesley's Booby Trap." Really? <laughs> there you go. Maybe Span will meet us there. He obviously knows where it is. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Never been to the place, by the way. Nor have I. Nor believe have it or I. not. Uh, I've been up the street with uh, Leo and Susie's Green Top. Yeah, that's still that's some that's very, very good barbecue. Unbelievable. All right, we got a lot to get into, and um, I, I know that uh, right now, uh, over the last few days, even coming out of SC Media Day, Big Ten Media Day is going on right now. No, Jim Harbaugh. He's gotten up and talked a little bit about expansion, saying, look, you know, he's, he's for it. What's the number? I don't know. Maybe, you know, we'll find out as, as we kind of move along. 
But uh, a lot of different topics we're going to dive into here coming up on the other side. So stay with us on our Tuesday edition, Jay Barker Show, live from AVX. And again, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Barker. We'll be back. Stay with us three minutes away. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. Scattered showers and storms around through early tonight. The high today, 92. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, partially sunny. An afternoon storm in scattered spots. The high at 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The announcement came during SEC Media Days last week, and uh, a lot of uh, people were kind of shocked by it, that it's going to be probably a rubber stamp coming up on uh, the recommendation that is August 3rd by the NCAA Board of Directors. First reaction to the NCAA's announcement, the Division One Council had recommended eliminating the restriction against players transferring multiple times. It first said you can do uh, once, and one time you can have a transfer without any penalties. Now it is a transfer pretty much every year of your college career, so you could be at four different schools or five different schools, I guess, if you had a, a COVID year or a, um, a redshirt year. Uh, but now they're saying unrestricted is what they're looking at. Um, good for the game, bad for the game, unbelievable. I, I, I just, I mean, uh, is, is there no commitment? Is there no restrictions? Are there? I mean, it's like being a free agent every year. You certainly don't go NFL. for academics anymore, do you? No, you don't. And it's almost like they're killing the academic side of it. How do you get a degree? From a school, I mean, I guess, I mean, how do things transfer out of that? And you're going to lose credits, I guess, and they got to become uniform, uh, a uniformity or whatever for that to, to occur for the student athlete. But you're right, Matt. I mean, that right there just shows you that, you know, are you going there for the education? I mean, and, and that's what I liked about a lot of student athletes early on in Saban's career. And even now, I think, even though some of the ones transferring in, and a lot of the guys who were transferred before were graduates. So they'd already gotten their yeah. degree, they came in. Now, you know, the guys said, look, I love the engineering department, I love the communications department, I love this department in Alabama. Um, I want to get a law degree afterwards, get a, get a law school. Uh, that is just not the case. I was very surprised. I never thought I'd see the NCAA say unrestricted Lars when it comes to this type of thing. You're talking now truly unrestricted free agency like we've never seen, even at the pro sports level. Yeah, uh, I will say that athletes now look more like uh, just students who are able to transfer at their leisure whenever they want without penalty. Um, Coaches are able to go from uh, hopscotch from one school to the next without penalty. And uh, and now uh, players are going to be able to uh, potentially play at four different schools in four years. And, um, you know, and, and we're, we are less than a year away, Jay, from when 
the NCAA eliminated the one-time transfer rule, right? <laughs> that you didn't have to sit out a year. And and now it, it's just unlimited and uh, it just, uh, yeah, it just fuels this idea and it's cliche to say like the, the wild, wild west uh, of uh, the NCAA football with the, the transfer portal, conference realignment, NIL, sort of everything else that's happening in the sport, which is uh, everything has been geared toward empowering the student athlete right they Matt? sure have done that uh, <laughs> yeah. i mean it, it, it but but the pendulum has swung in a in so far in the direction of the student athlete i don't think any of us could have fathomed this a year ago i got i got a few questions based on my own ignorance here uh does it specify you can transfer once per year or can you do some, like some of these others and <clears throat> jump around and and this may be de- this that may be a detailed question that we don't really have the answer in front of us, but can you transfer like a month before? Uh, and I know I, I'm doing what Lars has gotten on to me about, and rightfully so. I'm asking questions I don't know the answer to. There but is, I, I really don't. I, I, and and the, my biggest concern is: have we just grabbed the toothpaste again yeah. and squeezed it, yeah. and not going to be able to get it get it back into the tube until it's too late? And uh, that's my biggest fear. Right. Lars makes a really good point, though. Uh, are you really giving them any other rights than a student has right now? Yeah, for winter it, here, and Josh got this up on the screen, if you're watching Bama Inside Alive, uh, Facebook Live as well, for winter spring sports, student athletes could provide written notice of transfer the day after the NCAA championship selections in that sport for 60 uh, calendar days. In fall sports, two separate windows would provide a total of 60 calendar days. The first window would be 45 days beginning the day following championship selection. The second would be from May 1st to May 15th. Reasonable accommodation will be made for participants in the football bowl, subdivision football, championship, subdivision championship games. Additionally, the schools that accept four-year transfer students receiving financial aid will be required to provide financial aid to the student-athlete through the completion of the student's five-year period of eligibility or undergraduate uh, uh, graduation, whichever comes first. Unless the student transfers again or enters a professional draft, the student will continue to count against roster and financial aid limits unless the student is medically disqualified, exhausts eligibility, transfers, or enters a professional draft. Members uh, expressed some concern about some details related to the implementation of the transfer changes, although most of the council agreed the concepts will improve the transfer environment. Who wrote all this? Uh, all the big power five blue bloods. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes, and, and, and recently, it, certainly in our lifetime, it's been very conference specific. Jay, you, I mean, you guys remember if you transferred to another school in the SEC, you sat out two years. Mm-hmm. And last year, again, uh, uh, the one time transfer rule was implemented, and that was when you had coaches crying that, that free agency had begun. And uh, because then players could transfer twice in their careers, once as an undergrad and once as a graduate. But now you have NIL and you have agents involved. And if you have unlimited transfers every single year, you are going to have agents telling different players, hey, I can get you more money at a different school here, different school over here. And so you the the mixture of NIL money with unlimited transfers is is just going to have a 
a massive reshuffling of rosters year in and year out, not necessarily at the Alabamas of the world, not necessarily at the Ohio States of the world, because those players are going to be well compensated and uh, they're going to want to be at those schools because they will be the best of the best. But I think it's the middle tier schools, right, that uh, you really could, uh, in theory, you could turn over what half your roster in one season with with transfers and and again if you have a big pool of money sitting there in your uh, uh, collective or with nil money and this nil money as we know it's not just being used for name image and likeness it's being re- used uh as a recruiting uh carrot to get get kids to come to the school uh, it's just uh, it's it's confusing, and I do know one of the first things uh, the Big Ten media day started today, as you mentioned, started this morning, Matt, and the Big Ten commissioner came out. One of the first thing he said was, "We need federal legislation uh, to have guardrails, to have uniformity when it comes to name, image, and likeness, because right now it's absolutely out of control." And I don't know uh, how they get it back. I really I don't, don't mean, uh, I, I, mean, I guess I, I federal legislation deal. would be the best yeah. answer. Yeah. But everybody says, oh, they got bigger fish to fry. I've kind of changed my tune on this as we take a right turn. Uh, find the dang time. This is important to Americans. Mm-hmm. Make it important to you. And by the way, you're getting enough money from the taxpayers. Um, go find the time. Meet at 9 o'clock at night if you have to. I don't know if y'all feel that way yeah, or not. I do. But yeah, I, 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 I felt it from the very beginning. Well, why are we giving Congress a break on anything anyway? Yeah, exactly. So you, you look at the um, what's happening now with the transfer rule. You look at, you know, I mean, that's just going to up the NIO money because now a guy can go and have a great year here. And then NIO money, they can push it up a level. I mean, Arch Manning could play at four different schools. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his value could just go up and up you and up and up. You could go to the highest bidder each year. Each year, yeah. Exactly. That's I mean, a great. Now that would be a nightmare, I would think, for a quarterback or any. But these guys are used to moving around a lot more than we were. A lot of guys that have come out of high school playing in college now, they went from their school to a bigger school to IMG, and they were five star guys. And so they're used to moving around and learning and being with different players. They play on all these different seven on seven teams. I think the loyalty factor or the movement is not as I want to say um, mentally or psychologically affecting them like it would have us. Because I think we like team. We like the guys that we played with through Little League, high school, tried to play with many guys in college that you played against in high school. Uh, that's not the case now. Now it's just it's, it's an open, global community that uh, you got a lot of different players. It's all about getting the best talent, and how can you get that collective of talent playing together to win championships? I really like Lars's observation about uh, you're, you're an All-American. Who knows? You win the Heisman as a freshman. Oh, hey. I'm up for grabs. Yeah, bidding starts at four and a half million a year, and this especially applies to kids who maybe are, are three star players, and they develop very quickly, right? Right, and uh, and emerge kind of out of nowhere and become all Americans or impact players at uh, mid level schools, mid tier schools, and then suddenly you have the uh, you know the Alabamas, Ohio States, USC, because I think USC is going to be a huge uh, beneficiary of all these rules. Um, and and they and USC, by the way, is the darling of Las Vegas. There more money is flowing right. in that USC make the playoffs than I think any other school right now. But um, it's just going to again. This is another thing that I believe is going to widen the gap, widen the gulf between the haves and the have-nots. 
No doubt about it. All right, uh, a lot more news coming down over the next few weeks. I cannot believe it. I mean, this summer has flown by, and July, especially with SC Mini Days, I can't believe we're a week out from uh, camp. I mean, they start next week. Uh, also, I, I just a little tease, there will be some big announcements coming out about NIL for Alabama next week, um, and we'll talk more about that as well. So uh, some good stuff there. All right, uh, we'll continue on the other side. Stay with us live from AVX. Jay Barker Show, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and uh, we are brought to you by ABX Studios right here live every day. Also, Top Golf of Birmingham and driven by Sunny King Ford. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800 
800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to SiebelsCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Summer membership drive going on, and uh, it's for the College Football Players Association. Summer 2022, looking to add as many members as possible across three membership categories. If you're a college football player with years of eligibility remaining, you can become a current player member. If you have ever uh, played college football in the past, you're eligible to become an alumni member. If you're a high school football player hoping to have a college career, you're eligible to become a high school member. Look here to get started. So uh, becoming a member of the College Football Players Association, which is uh, Ed O'Bannon and Matt and I are talking about, fought for this for years, and uh, now coming into fruition, the players are gaining power like we've never seen before uh, in the college athletics. And uh, we knew because the money that is being spent and so many people talking about that and the money that's being made actually more than being spent, um, it's just un- unbelievable. It was eight. We ran the numbers last year, Lars, or two years ago. Eight point something billion dollars that comes in and in, in total money, and I think it was like eight percent of that goes to players. Yeah, scholarships. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> crazy in that vicinity. Well, maybe like a billion and eight percent or something like that. That, that percentage is on the rise. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, guys, a pretty big story came out yesterday, and that's a um, and this springs from the book by John Talty of AL dot com. A uh, good friend of the program, good personal friend of mine. Uh, and the name of the book is The Leadership Secrets of Nick Saban, How Alabama's Coach Became the Best Ever. And it's going to be uh, out in bookstores here in a few weeks. But uh, there is a little excerpt done by the New York Post yesterday. And uh, and it was this was quite revealing. This is news that I was not aware of, is that after the uh, kick six game, against Auburn, uh, that offseason, Nick Saban met with Nick Kahn, uh, who is then a sports media talent agent at uh, CAA, um, and he represents uh, guys like Herb Street, Bayless, Coward, Greenberg, and, and, and others. And Nick Kahn flew into Birmingham, uh, drove down to Tuscaloosa, and had a chat with Nick Saban, because Saban had actually reached out to him through Jimmy Sexton, his agent, about the possibility of leaving Alabama and joining ESPN. And, uh, you know, Saban um, 
said that uh, it is said to have, quote, empowered Khan uh, from CAA to reach out to ESPN with the message that Saban was thinking about the next chapter in his career and considering whether media should be a part of that. And then uh, there was a meeting set up by Khan out in Pasadena, California, and uh, Saban attended it, uh, Sexton did, and uh, now a current Syracuse athletic director, John Wildhack, did as well. Who, he was then a, an ex, a senior executive at ESPN. And uh, Saban, according to Talty in his book, and this book is going to be uh, really big, and, and, and John's uh, reporting is just impeccable. He, he is one of the best reporters in the country. Uh, but in the book, Saban is said to have, quote, zeroed in on the possibility of joining ESPN's college game day, and he quizzed uh, uh, Wild Hack, the, the, the executive at ESPN, on questions just about life at ESPN, its organizational structure, and if it was like working at a team, and that was very important to Saban, the idea that he would be part of a team. And we all know how good Saban was on college game day, uh, the few appearances he had. I mean, he's just uh, – he is magnetic on the screen, and uh, he comes off as so authoritative. And, um, you know, it was just uh, – I think there was – I don't know if you could call it serious consideration of walking away from Alabama at that point. But uh, nonetheless, Saban did, in fact, uh, inquire – about uh, perhaps leading to uh, leaving Tuscaloosa and uh, and joining ESPN. So I'll I'll start with you, Jay. Does this uh, report, which I'm sure is accurate, uh, surprise you? No, because we heard heard a lot about this um, at that time, that there were rumors that he was looking at it. I think he actually spoke with Mac Brown about it. It was doing some stuff with ESPN at the time before Mac Brown got back into coaching, some other coaches that were doing uh, stints. Uh, at ESPN as well uh, that he spent some time with. But, no, I mean, look, you know, the guy's good on camera. He, more importantly, brings eyes to the TV whenever he talks. People want to hear what he's got got to say. I think that's what's attracted to ESPN. What's probably not attracted to him is I don't think ESPN would be as organized or processed the way that he is each and every day with his minutes, his time, and how he likes to have things run. The, 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 the Probably the most important thing is that Coach Saban is king of the hill in Alabama. He is the guy. Um, we all know once you get into media, once you get into whatever, and if you're working for a big conglomerate like ESPN, you're here today, gone tomorrow. One, I mean, like you don't have the power. You're not holding the reins. Saban would not be holding the reins if he went to ESPN. That had to be somewhat of a little bit of a turnoff. Not a little, him. I think. A lot. I think it's been a lot. <laughs> Knowing um, that there were more, I mean, because we, we see the ones that are in this, in, out there in, in the spotlight. We see the cons or the head of whatever. There are guys above them in ESPN. There are guys above them making decisions about where the future of that that programming, and that goes back to Disney. That goes back to ABC. That that it doesn't even have to do with ESPN. So there, there's a lot of people that are way so far above you that I think that would drive him nuts. <laughs> oh, I, I think he'd last maybe six months before the the bureaucracy of it all would catch up with him. However, with the money they threw at F-bombs. Brady. With the money they threw at Brady, they yeah. offer him twenty million dollars. I mean, uh, do you think from a financial standpoint, he, uh, you would certainly have to consider it. Do you think money would play a role in his? Not decision? really. 
Yeah. I, I really don't. I think Nick Saban's got enough money. I do want to ask you this, Lars, because um, from a journalism standpoint, from a journalist standpoint, um, when did he? When did Talty or his researchers? When did he find out about this? Was it 2013? And and if so, why didn't he break the story then? And I, no, it, maybe he was, got it in his research. I think it was during the reporting of this book. And I, I don't want to speak for John, but, uh, again, a terrific reporter. But he has uh, two people who were sort of in the room on record as uh, describing the scene and describing the conversation. And so uh, I think there's little doubt that this actually did happen. And just think about how history would di- be different. I mean, since uh. that moment, Nick Saban's won three more national titles in 2015, 2017, 2020. Uh, think about all the players who've come through the Crimson Tide program. And, uh, man, wh- who would have been the next head coach if Nick Saban leaves? Would have been Kirby Smart? He was still there. He was right? there, yeah. Um, probably would have been. been uh, probably, and, and and I don't think Alabama. Kevin Steele? No. Uh, well, it might have been because Kevin was there at that time, right? Yeah. He was um, yeah, I don't uh, know. I, don't I, think, mean, I don't think Dabo was established yeah. enough yet then. No, I don't think no. so either. I can understand why he was down. Uh because the pick but, six is just a horrible way to lose a football yeah. game. I mean, but then I mean, the, didn't I mean, they go to the Sugar Bowl and Oklahoma wore them out? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yes, I covered that game. I'll never forget it. I had pre-written this huge story on A.J. McCarron. And they had just back-to-back, back, right? Yeah. yeah. I, so, I I'd know. pre-written this huge story on A.J. McCarron. It was going to be sort of like an ode to A.J. McCarron and his career at, at Alabama. And uh, and then, bam, uh, that uh, Oklahoma quarterback, uh, gosh, what was his name? It was a Play- Josh something, but it, not he, he He's the one who moved to tight end in the NFL. Uh, what was who it? was it? Who's that? Blake yeah, Blake Bell. Yeah, uh, Blake Bell. Yeah, he, wow. he, where is Blake Bell now? He, the game, he might be in the NFL still. I, I don't know, but uh, he did. He moved to tight end. But um, uh, yeah, he played the game. Thank you, Alex. Life. By the way. So I had to. Uh, I thought it was Balake. Had, had to, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> enough about anyway. I had to readjust uh, and and write like five thousand words on Blake Bell, who I'd never even heard of before. <laughs> so you you went in kind of anticipating Alabama's going to do the first ever and win three weeks. in a row, spent, and McCarron was going to win three in a row as a quarterback. Wouldn't that have been well, the, the fact yeah, of the of the story? Well. No, it was uh, not win three national championships in a row, but it was A.J. McCarron's last game at Alabama, okay. thinking he'd go out as a winner. Yeah. And that actually would have broken Broke my Jay Parker's yeah. record to make him the uh, all-time, give him the all-time winning percentage, I think, o- over Jay. And, uh, you know, it spent like three weeks reporting it, and then all of it just gets thrown away. And Do you think the, yeah. do you think the loss had more to do with him not going to ESPN? If he, if he gets three in a row... Wins the title? Is that kind of what he's thinking? I'm going off into the sunset. I've just won three in a row. Um, you know, can I can I do that again? Or do you think that would put the fire back in him and said, "Look, I want to stay in college football," or he just realized, "I don't want to do this. I want, I want to keep coaching." I, I think he loves coaching so much. I, I think, think he would kicks, go for four. I think, I think, I think, I think that, that would six, fire him up. I think the kick six was just as demoralizing a defeat that he's ever experienced. Right. Let me ask you guys something real quick. Take the kick. I, I'm unbiased by. <laughs> Really? Don't ask for the second. I'm unbiased the for the clock. most part. Yeah. Uh, just put, just make the kick. Uh, trying to win the game, man. 57? When that when that comes on the television, like and it does yards. often, I change the channel as fast as I can. Do y'all? No. Oh yeah, they played every I mean, year leading up. Yeah, but stuff. I mean, I, I don't let him get past the goal line. 
Uh, and I don't care what I flip no. to. I mean, it's AJ, off. And AJ right. would have won the Heisman Trophy. Remember, because he had the oh, yeah, ninety-nine-yard touchdown yep. pass in that game. I mean, a, a lot was lost that day. Yeah. <laughs> for Alabama. Oh. Um, yeah, I'll never By the forget. Way, I watched gosh. it with a bunch of diehard Alabama fans. But some uh, of the greatest storylines. I've never seen people TV. so distraught some, in my life. The greatest storylines, though, made me in, in college, well, at least in Alabama, Auburn football history. Came out of that because of Tumor's Corner, because of um, Harvey Updike, Harvey Updike, and all that. I mean, oh, think about yeah. all that came out of that. Cam Newton, Cam Newton, yeah. By the way, guys, Blake Bell, now known as the Bell Dozer, is on the Kansas City Chiefs roster. Really, and he has played with the Niners for two years, the Vikings, the Jags, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and is now on the roster with the Kansas City Chiefs, not as quarterback. Yeah, no, he's tied in. I mean, but but that day he was like Stephen Garcia was against yep. Alabama in what twenty like Calzada, or like Calzada last year. <laughs> yes, these quarterbacks that just have uh, one in a million sort of performances against Alabama, and uh, you know Stephen Garcia never even that came was close. on TV the other day. And, and it was uh, another one and, I and, get and, the and, channel and, change. But on. I, I remember after the game, like down on the field, uh, the, that Oklahoma Alabama Sugar Bowl. Like, uh, I saw an NFL scout who I knew, and, like, he was telling me, Blake Bell, this guy could be a first-round draft pick, you know? He mm-hmm. just shredded the Alabama yeah. secondary. And it, it's so funny, just the quick assessments we make uh, in the moment when they <laughs> turn out true. to be absolutely inaccurate. Yeah. All right, now, why, why are you playing this, Josh? Why are you playing this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he playing? Yeah, yeah kick oh, well, remind no, me not to I, walk yeah, over that no, side I of the do. studio. Remember, guys, it's I did not a, that bad. I'm kidding. It was a great play by Auburn. I mean, let's let's just put it where it is. It was a great coaching move yep. and um, make the kick. <laughs> well, and plus, uh, Alabama had the wrong like return yards. Yeah. coverage. I mean, because oh, yeah, you, yeah. you do coach for that. You do. But they had all the big. He had all the big offensive yep. linemen yep. on that side, and they were not going to catch Chris Davis. And, uh, and because it was a second-string kicker, remember, A.J. A- McCarron was not the holder, and A.J. swears he would have made the tackle he would have. if he was in there as the holder. Easy to say when you're not there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I did a story a couple of weeks later in, in SI that was another cover, and it was just about uh, what covers did you do? A, a lot out of, know, that, out of yeah. that game. Uh, you know, it's considered one of the great games of college football history, if not the greatest. But um, yeah, just the uh, the uh, and I remember when uh, there were students that sort of uh, cannonballed Auburn students into the into the bushes there, this yeah. thorny. <laughs> and uh, I remember one dude. Uh, I, I was like. I don't know, 10 feet away from him. He's like, bro, help me out, bro. Help me out, bro. And I'm like, sorry, man, I got work to do. Yeah, some uh, girl got, got work to do. In the then, stadium uh, in the hedges. Yeah. yeah. I had a pull around. Uh, a lot of women. Yeah, there was, yeah. uh, bones were found. On, turned out that it was ashes. Um, <laughs> more toilet paper was sold after that game at the Walmart there uh, in Tuscaloosa. Or, sorry, in, in Auburn than at any Walmart in the world for that month. God. I mean, yeah, it, it was spectacular crazy. stuff. Right it's there. crazy. Yeah, that's all. That's stuff you can only find here. All right, one of our great sponsors, DTPM, and we talk about them all the time. They can help set up a lab in your office, in your practice, if you're a doctor out there. They've been trusted since 1993. DTPM is your total solution provider that provides a comprehensive array of diagnostic lab testing equipment, supplies, 
and services, visit their website at DTPM.com. That's DTPM.com to learn more. A leading provider of turnkey laboratory solutions, currently servicing customers in 47 states and growing. They remain national scope, but local in their service. They're looking for laboratory services or setups. If that's you, DTPM can help you out. Be your partner from the beginning to the end. Provide a customizable total program management solutions, including complete laboratory setup and management right inside your office. DTPM provides total program management services for treatment centers, physician offices, recovery courts, urgent cares, reference laboratories, many, many more. Better outcome for patients, better outcome for your practice as well. Get them a look at DTPM.com. That's DTPM.com for more information. All right, we'll continue. On the other side, we're live from ABX here on this Tuesday edition. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. Scattered showers and storms around through early tonight. The high today, 92. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, partially sunny. An afternoon storm in scattered spots. The high at 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. As we move to the top of the hour uh, number one here and uh, getting an hour number two coming up next, uh, real, real quick on some stories we'll dive into. But I want to get into the Kyler Murray new contract mandates we talked about earlier. But uh, one of the things we'll talk about, Brittany Griner's team now saying the cannabis prescribed as a painkiller. So that's becoming their argument, their defense for her over in, uh, in Russia. Belichick praising Mac Jones, says he's had dramatic improvements over the offseason. Uh, also, other uh, notes uh, coming in from uh, not only the um, from Clemson, some high praise from DJ uh, Ugalele, and uh, a lot of that coming from his backup quarterback. And we'll get into that as far as kind of uh, the positioning of where he is right now. But let's get back to Kyler Murray. Kyler contract reads that he has to spend at least four hours. It's mandated four hours of film study. All right, Matt, what you got? I well, I want, I want. I did raise my hand because I want to. I want to make set the record straight. Trevor Knight was the quarterback for OU. He's the one that riddled Alabama. Bell was supposed to start. He was a highly regarded, well-loved sophomore quarterback, but he didn't start. And I think there was a little bit of a controversy between Stoops and the media. Who's going to start? Who's going? He wouldn't tell anybody. Obviously, he made the right decision. Yeah, but I, for the record, especially people drive around and listening on Tide one hundred point nine are going. Really, guy? I only wrote 4,000 words on Trevor Knight, and I totally <laughs> forgot. I went with Blake Bell. That was my bad. And a certain intern's bad. Well, we're <laughs> always – I'm not going to throw him under the bus. He, he was so he quick just, with it. Three uh, under the gust bus. <laughs> uh, uh. All right, Jay, back to Kyler Murray, uh, yeah. another Oklahoma quarterback. Yeah, what about? It? <laughs> oh, uh, I, no, I just think it's. Uh, you know, I think it, it, it's it's ludicrous. Yeah. And, um, and 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 look uh, – Steve Kime, the general manager of the Cardinals, 
is a friend of the show. We've had him on. I uh, got to know him really well when I was working with uh, Bruce Arians on a project. And uh, I'm really surprised that they put this language in the contract because it makes Kyler Murray look like an idiot. Looks bad. It makes bad. him look really, really bad. And uh, now people are going back and examining what Kyler Murray has said in the past. And he told a New York Times reporter uh, last year that he feels like he doesn't need to study very much because he just kind of makes stuff up on the fly on the field. And that is truly how he plays. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's the quintessential Sandlot football player, Sandlot quarterback. But, man, uh, it is just a really bad look. And, and I would almost say, uh, Matt, that it is – it's almost just unconscionable for the Cardinals to put that in the contract because they knew the details would get out and it would make Kyler, their, the, the cornerstone of their franchise for the next five, six years, look really, really bad. Well, obviously, you know, you think you're going to pay a guy $230 million. At least he'll pay attention and do what you ask. But I don't think that uh, the Cardinals look much better here either. I think that's what you're referring to yeah. because, for goodness sakes, you're going to pay a guy $230 million and you can't get him to cooperate? Yeah. I mean, you have to put it in the contract? Yeah. Isn't four hours what you should be studying at, at minimum one day a week? At minimum one day. Yeah. I mean, normally you're in two hours before everybody else. You study film. You stay two or three hours after. I mean, you're at four or five hours or maybe six hours of film work on your own. You're not in team. You're not in, in position. You're on your own looking at film. Um, I mean, you're, you're looking at just a little over 30 minutes per day yeah. <laughs> for Kyler Murray. All right, we got to get to break as we come back. Hour number two, more to come on all this, much more. Stay with us. We're live from AVX and, again, presented by Top Golf of Birmingham, driven by Sonny King Ford. We'll be back. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family do so much for the community but, more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. 
I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. 
You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tide. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, again, presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Got the Top Golf, all the great people there. We love it. You'll love it too. Coworkers, family, friends. What a great uh, time of fun. And uh, they do lessons and all types of things during the summertime as well for the kids. And I uh, can't believe summer's kind of wrapping itself up as we get closer to not only the uh, fall practice getting started, school starting back. I know a lot of the kids uh, aren't, aren't excited about that. And, uh, but getting back at it, uh, amazing. All right, uh, but uh, get out of Top Golf. You'll love it. Coworkers, family, friends. It is the bowling of this generation. We always call it, and they do a lot of charitable events, raise a ton of money for a lot of great programs, and uh, a lot of fundraising for uh, different charitable charities uh, throughout our city and state, and all over the country, really, with all the different uh, Top Golfs. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. We're watching Derek Thomas. This Penn State game is just unbelievable. I think he played like. Eight or nine different positions on the field. He had seven sacks in the game and just absolute dominance uh, against a good Penn State team at that time. Um, and that that game was in Birmingham. I was actually at that game. Maybe it was in Tuscaloosa, actually. I can't remember which. I thought that. it was in Birmingham. Normally that game again, was in Birmingham. I, I went the wrong way in Oklahoma yeah. for the quarterback. So Right. Trying to see the uh, – look, but at that time both were turf. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because my first run out on that field is – Red That's shirt, a memorable one. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. Looking up, trying to find my mom and dad and tripped over the uh, little piece that went up to get to the turf. And I, I bear crawled and tried to play it off as much as I could for about 10 yards. <laughs> Did you just try, finally pop back finally up, pop and, back up. And run, but you were suddenly <laughs> yeah. at the back of the group? <laughs> well, I was kind of in the middle of all of them. I, my mom and dad saw it, and they, la- they laughed about it so hard <laughs> after the game. My sister gave me a hard time about oh, it. Oh, God. But, um, hey, you know. Uh, to me, I always said that was God keeping me uh, humble. <laughs> Let me fall. My very first time to, to put on a crimson jersey. Pretty cool. Okay, so we're, we're we're bringing up Derek Thomas because we are we were talking during the break about Will Anderson, and uh, it certainly appears that he's poised to become uh, the official all-time sack leader for the Crimson Tide. And uh, sacks didn't become an official stat until 2000. 
Um, right now, Derek Thomas is the unofficial single season and career sack leader in college football. Um, and I mean, I guess it is even more impressive. Did he played in the shadow of Cornelius Bennett for a while, right? He did. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so as a freshman, who was the other guy? He had three guys that were unbelievable. Oh, Derek Thomas. Oh God. Um, Good question. Let's ask. And let's ask Alex. I'm sorry, man. Oh, I'm man. really. I apologize. So, it, it, as a freshman and sophomore, Derek Thomas, he only combined to have seven sacks. But then in '87, he had 18, and in '88, he had 27, which gave him 52 for his college career. And officially, the all-time sack leader is uh, Derek Barnett uh, of Tennessee. Uh, he had 32. Right, so Derek Thomas at fifty-two. That's unofficial. Uh, the official record holder for uh, the Crimson Tide is Jonathan Allen with twenty-eight. Will Anderson right now has twenty-four point five. So he's going to pass both uh, Jonathan Allen and Derek Barnett during his twenty twenty-two season. And I think it's possible that um, he could approach Derek Thomas's single-season record of twenty-seven sacks. You know, uh, because uh, last year, uh, Will Anderson had 17 and a half sacks. And, uh, Matt, we've talked about this with the emergence of uh, uh, Dallas on the other side. Right. Uh, it's going to be really tough to double team Will Anderson. And you have that one two punch. Um, it will be, I, I, I think, Will Anderson, in my mind, if he doesn't get hurt, will be the most disruptive defensive player of the Nick Saban era this year. Wow. Is that is that yeah. is that too I think is I that hyperbole? No, not at all. And the guy I was thinking about was Wayne Davis. Um isn't that right, Wayne Davis? Wayne Davis is still the all time leading tackler in Alabama history, I think. Isn't that right? Wasn't he the guy he was from Gordo. Yeah. And and I want to say it was Wayne Davis. What a great, quiet guy. Yeah. And his son, I yeah. think yeah. was eventually yeah. signed with Alabama. I don't know ben. that he played all that much, yeah. but so uh Listed on Alabama's, uh, Bama Central put up kind of a list of all-time greats. And uh, just to be considered, they said one uh, had to have an all-SEC season and or drafted. Derek Thomas at one, Leroy Jordan at two, Cornelius Bennett at three, Woodrow Lowe at four, C.J. Mosley at five, Rolando McClain at six, Reuben Foster at seven, Keith McCants at eight, Barry Krause at nine, goal line stand, uh, Dante Hightower at ten, D'Amico Ryans at 11, Thomas Boyd at 12, Reggie Ragland at 13, great player. Dwayne Rudd, great player, played with me at 14. Rashawn uh, Evans, Mike Hall, great player. Courtney Upshaw, uh, Ryan Anderson, Mac Williams, Wayne Davis, uh, 21, Anthony Jennings, Salim Rashid at 22, Derek Pope at 23, Terrell Lewis at 24, and uh, Tim Williams. And Terrell had a lot of injuries. Yeah. Uh, I, he was the one that had so much promise. Uh, and uh, but injuries got him. But I'm telling you right now, uh, if, if Will Anderson has the kind of year everybody thinks he's going to have, he could easily be at the top of this list. In yeah. front of Derek oh, Thomas yeah. and Leroy Jordan. That's crazy. That's yeah. here, and Biscuit. But, um, uh, but, but here's the thing. Amazing. The only thing I would say that would differentiate that, and, and Leroy was sideline to sideline, played linebacker. Uh, Derek played outside. He played inside and lined him up at nose tackle against Penn State. <laughs> they lined him up at defensive end. They, they, I think he played safety time blocks punts uh he did it all and, and and not saying that will anderson can't do that just a different time different systems uh but he reminds me of the speed the athleticism i think will's longer 
than Derek was. Derek's build a little bit different down low, I think, than even Will's is, but both just great speed, great athleticism, great instincts. But the biggest thing about both of them, great character, great team players. Um, so as of right now, who do you think, and I'll start with you, Jay, has been the most significant defensive player of the Saban era? I have my own thoughts on this, but or whoever can come up with one first. I, I, oh, to me, Mika uh, Fitzpatrick was golly, such a big, he was so good at, at just quarterbacking the defense. And, and I'm not saying he was the most important, but the leadership on the field, um, also the other safety. Uh, I can't remember. Mark Barron was a good yeah, safety. Who, that, uh, uh, his dad was coach. Uh, dad uh, coaches there still now. He was coordinator. Uh, uh, it's such a high bass, yep. high bass, yep. had high football IQ. That's right. Yep. But on the safety slot, and that's yep. what you need. Yeah. Reggie Raglan was phenomenal. I was going to say Dante Hightower. Dante Hightower, wow. no, no doubt. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. That, that was Dante the beginning Hightower. Of it all. Yeah. Not, he wouldn't necessarily even be recruited by Alabama today because it, uh, that's not the kind of linebacker that they're looking for. But at the time, I mean, he was just phenomenal. And then you go and you look at what he's done with the New England Patriots, how he's been the captain of that defense for so long and has led them to multiple Super Bowls uh, on the – I mean, he's like the Tom Brady equivalent. I mean, that's a little – maybe saying a little too much. But he, he's the leader of that defense, the captain of the defense. And has that, been. Yeah, for a long, long time. And um, so many great. I, I, th- I think Hightower, Hightower was just yeah. so uh, so impressive in so many ways, and um, you know he was like even that heavily Jackson. recruited. Eddie Jackson had a nose for the ball. Yeah, he get, he got the interception when you needed it, knocked down the ball. And he had he a great it. NFL career. Well, and, uh, what about Quinn and Williams? Quinn and Williams, and, um, yeah. and the guy that was most recent coming out of there. Oh, I mean Jonathan Allen was Marcel really. That, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. The list goes on and on. I understand he's healthy and back. Did y'all read that, Darius? Well, I, th- I think he's, and I can't remember, is it with the Jets or the Bills or somebody like that? I'll have to look it up. But, uh, um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, I, 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 one, I, I think uh, Will Anderson, again, has a chance to uh, do something that's uh, never been done, and that is... Um, uh, break Derek Thomas's single season record of 27 sacks, uh, which would just be uh, incredible. I mean, again, considering he had 17 and a half last season, and then also, um, I think he has a chance to, uh, much like uh, Steve Hutchinson of Michigan last year, who finished second in the Heisman. I think Derek. I, I'm sorry. I, I think Will Anderson has a legit shot of winning the Heisman Trophy, especially if he gets more. If he gets 20 sacks or more, um, that he'll be in the conversation as long as Alabama, you know, reaches the playoffs. Uh, the only problem would be that uh, he and Young could p- conceivably split votes. Right and 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 Hutchinson at Michigan didn't have that problem last year. There wasn't another player on the Michigan roster that would have taken votes away from him. But uh, I, I mean, I, there's that, already that, been nothing. High. I guess Hutchinson, but I still did not understand that bit. Based on oh, everything, no, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Will, well, Will definitely. But you know, he. Uh, yeah, he, he went number two overall to the Lions. But the fact is, you know, he's a Michigan guy, and I, yeah. I think they felt pressure to take the local player. 
I, I, I really do. I, I don't understand that pick either. But who understands anything what the Detroit Lions do? <laughs> um, but uh, Will Anderson uh, is going to be fun to watch. And um, Jay, what, what have you heard about Dallas Turner? Matt and I have spent the last, uh, you know, a week and a half or so talking a lot about Dallas Turner and how he's kind of flying under the radar. But then you go back and you look at the tape from last season and he really improved every single game. But the, the, the improvement he made from the beginning of the season to the end of the season was very dramatic. Very good. It's a great player. And look, he gets a chance to study under Will Anderson. And, you know, learn from him, watch his techniques. Um, and I think he's got as much of a chance to be another great linebacker. I mean, and, and he already, I think, already has proven that. Making great plays at great times, got great athleticism, speak and cover guys out of the backfield and drop into coverage. But can also, and you have that, that, those, that kind of speed coming off the edge as a quarterback, oh, knowing that, that, that you're blindside and your front side. I mean, there's just not a lot of places to go. Now you get to push them inside. You got great linebacker play with uh, Henry Toa. Oh, so I mean, you, it's this defense should be really, really good this year. I, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Some of the scrimmages coming up. And Lars asked a, a very good question on whether or not Will could pass Derek in some of the sack records. And, and I think if he didn't have Turner, he probably would. Because I mean, they, Turner's going to get some of those sacks because at times they're going to have to block him, pay attention to him a lot too. Double team, but yeah, and. Uh, also, and, and, and Nick doesn't uh, substitute as freely when in blowouts, maybe on defense than he does on offense. But um, there's going to be some blowouts this year, and Will could spend a lot of time on the sideline in the second half. Uh, but when it's all said and done, I think he'll be GOAT. be fun to watch. All right, so we'll continue live from AVX. Matt Coulter. Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Barker. You're listening to Jay Barker's show. And, uh, man, that's fun going down memory lane, talking about some of the uh, great linebackers in Crimson Tide Past. I just found a story on Arch Manning that uh, you should hang on for. It's going to flip. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. Scattered showers and storms around through early tonight. The high today, 92. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, partially sunny. An afternoon storm in scattered spots. The high at 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Andrew Bone on each week. We'll get him on again coming up over the next couple of days. I think an announcement might be made by a defensive lineman here soon uh, that may be choosing the Crimson Tide as the uh, part of the 2023 class that continues to 
grow and build a top five class right now, but I think he's going to end up being one of the top two or three classes uh, when it's all said and done. And Nick Saban, once again, a great closer when it comes to uh, not only what he does, but his assistant coaches as well. Great recruiters, one of the guys that they were recruiting uh, when it came to Arch Manning, and uh, you tease a story or uh, some comments going out uh, uh, to the break, and uh, Matt, I'll let you go from there. Well, um, Arch Manning, number one, former number one on the ESPN list for 2023, has has committed to Texas. That's fine. Uh, But they have dropped him, and I don't even know. They keep these records? I mean, is it... His popularity dropped. Did, did he suddenly got, get a, a weak arm? But he has dropped from number one on the ESPN top 300 to number two behind Malachi Nelson. Nelson is the outstanding quarterback out of California that, <clears throat> if I believe my memory serves me correctly, um, has committed to OU. But anyway, he dropped. And it did uh, – he's been consensus – number one on a lot of different polls. But here is one line. ESPN dropping Manning, a Texas commit from the top spot, comes on the heels of former Rivals recruiting director Mike Farrell saying that Manning would be a three-star quarterback prospect if it were not for his last name. I want to get your thoughts, Jay. You can break down a quarterback better than anybody in this room. (laughs) Better than... Most people I know. Is he not a five-star? Uh, yes. I, I think just the Manning potential, what he's done. Now, look, the competition he played against in high school, he's right, was not the level that you would see uh, in Region 3, right here in Birmingham, Alabama, where you've got unbelievable 7A schools, even 6A schools uh, <laughs> in this area that you're going to go up against week in and week out. Uh, so I, so I, I would say that that's where it is. He didn't do a lot of camps. He did the Manning Academy. He didn't do 707s, even though he played that one 707 tournament. So the film is there. If you watch him, he's a great athlete, got a great arm, can make all the throws. Um, but, again, you know, he, he's walking in with a pressure of that Manning on the back of his jersey. Uh, he's going to Texas. I think, I think, you know, for him that was the move he wanted to make. He saw what Sark has done with so many quarterbacks, not only at Alabama but at USC and other places that have gone on to play in the NFL. So, uh, look – you're going to have naysayers. You're going to have people, but but a lot of what they say is is somewhat true. I mean, it, the competition level has not been where a lot of these other quarterbacks and what they've done, and the other quarterbacks have showcased themselves more. Large. I yeah. first interviewed Mike Farrell, who made this comment back in nineteen. 19- Did he play BJ <laughs> Honeycutt on Mac? <laughs> I first interviewed Mike Farrell back in nineteen ninety five. I mean, I've known this guy for a long time. He's the former national recruiting director of Rivals. Um, he's known in the business as the godfather of recruiting. And so when he talks, you ought to listen. And, and again, he said, that, you know, if his name is Arch Smith, he's a three-star, a high three-star. But you're saying but, that carries weight. Yes. Much Mike, weight. Mike, Mike Farrell, you, you need to listen when he, when he talks. And... And just watching some uh, tape of uh, Arch Manning, my, myself, you know, even in a playoff game, you would see the the defensive linemen. They're like, uh, you know, five nine, uh, four hundred. <laughs> yes, and and trying not to putting chase, a lot of pressure, trying to chase after him, running like a you know a seven five forty. Um, <laughs> but but that's not Arch Manning's fault. 
he can't control the level of his competition. He's playing at the same school that Eli played at. Same. same school. Oh, okay, yeah, same yep. school that Peyton played at. Um, but you know, we'll see. I mean, recruiting's a it's a it's a guessing game, right? Uh, to a, a large degree. I mean, it has become a more exact science, and uh, um, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, but uh, I don't know. I I know both of you guys really like one. You like Alabama's quarterback Eli Holstein, and you also like the kid that Tennessee got. Yeah, and, and a and lot. I, yeah, a lot. And I, and I like I like Arch. Really, it's just a great quarterback class. Uh, coming out of high school, they're all prototypical style quarterbacks. Um, they're guys that have led their teams to championships. They're guys that have been great leaders. Um, the, the key now, Matt, is that we get to see these guys so much more over time than we ever had before, whether it be the 707s, the Elite 11s, all these different camps, and, and the tutoring that they get. The time they're in, what, third grade, all the way through, if not earlier, and, and Arch has had the best tutoring of all. He's had the, the physical tutoring, the mental, emotional, psychological, watched his dad or his granddad, watched his dad play, or watched film on him, had his dad there with him. He was probably the best athlete of, the, of Cooper being the best athlete of the family. Um, he was more like his dad, could run around, make plays, all that, became wide receiver. Uh, Peyton being the uh, the guy with you know, great cerebral uh, abilities on the field as a quarterback, and then, and then Eli as well. And all those guys won. Um, I don't. Uh, Archie did not win a, a Super Bowl. You know, he but, never even had a winning season in the NFL. Isn't that crazy? It's so he sad. did win an MVP in what was yeah. dubbed as the ultimate sympathy well, vote. Well, you know, that's NFL the equivalent history. of Steve Carlton winning the Cy Young when he won half of the Phillies' games. He won twenty-seven yeah. games. They won like fifty-eight. Uh, but I was. You have to be you, most, 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 most valuable yeah. to win that award. When your team stinks. But, but when I do watch Arch, even though he's playing, when I watch his setup, I watch his ball movement, his feet, his eyes. I mean, the ball plays perfectly. I mean, the, the guy can throw every throw. I mean, he, he's yeah. got the talent. And, and, and the competition will come. He'll And he's going to have great with uh, Quinn Ewers. I mean, that guy, he ain't going to oh, give yeah. up. I mean, no. He went from Ohio State, made a million dollars, came back to Texas. <laughs> he can probably make $2 million this year. Starting and quarterback. He didn't even burn a year of eligibility, right, at Ohio State. So he's is he he considered a retro freshman. freshman. Yeah. Uh, retro so, freshman. So he really? will just be one class ahead of Arch Banning, correct? Right, yep. And if Arch gets there and things ain't working out, guess what? Now he can transfer. He goes to Ohio State. <laughs> transfer to Alabama. Yeah. Oh. And then he can transfer again. And again. <laughs> and again. And again. <laughs> and again. Now, based on what's going to be a rubber stamp deal coming up on uh, August the 3rd in that proposal. From the NCAA committee, I think it would be cool. I, I, I kind of was, I was hoping that he'd go to Ole Miss and play for, uh, play for Lane might and, and, and go and, and play where his dad played <laughs> and where Archie Man, his his grandfather played. Um, that would that would have been pretty neat. I think uh, just a nice uh, symmetrical story. Yeah. Hey, I, I want to get into something with you real quick because I know we got to go to the bottom of the hour and then we got Triple A. But when you were at Alabama, and I watched this from my limited knowledge, you would see a big-time, you know, you'd see a 6'6", 300-pound lineman come out of a tiny school. Never could make the adjustments. Right. I mean, and you witnessed that. Was it significant? If you knew a guy was coming out, they didn't have 7A when you were there. They had 6, right? If a guy was coming out of 6A uh, with maybe not as high a recruiting marks, I mean, 
Were you always aware of that when they came in? No, because you saw the size and you thought, okay, they can adjust. And over time, they'll it may, it may take a year or two for them to adjust to it, but they had time. Because at that time, it was more of a five-year window. Everybody, right. everybody was expected you're going to redshirt or you might be a prop 48 if you weren't making the grades. So and then you still have another three or four years to play. Um, I, I won't name them, but I, but there is one that I played with that was had every talent. Had every, he did not have the heart, didn't have the drive, didn't have the ability to turn it on. Uh, but if he got mad enough, he could destroy anybody on the field. But he was just too much of a teddy bear at times. Um, he never played a down except for maybe some mop-up duty at times, late in games, all the way through his senior year. And, and guess what? He showed up for the NFL trials. And the reason he did was because he had all the attributes. Right. Didn't get picked up. Didn't get a free agency, whatever. But, I mean, I was kind of like, power to you. I mean, I mean, go go do it. Why not? I mean, some laughed about it and said, why are you out here? Why? But he, he thought he, he could he could make the move to the next level. And the NFL's crazy. They'll take on people that if they look at them and a guy can be that big and run a 4.9 or 4.840 as a lineman and bench press this amount. And it was all – he's really just country strong because he didn't really work as hard – as the others did wow. uh, in the weight room. But super guy, great friend. Um, hopefully he's doing very well now. I haven't seen him in a while. But um, a, a guy that's, that's – uh, you, you looked at him and said all pro. All pro in shorts. Yep. Never never, uh, never was able to transfer that to the field. And a lot of that was based on the competition. He dominated in high school. Every – he didn't have to do much to dominate. And uh, that's what you weigh out. All right, uh, we'll continue. Go ahead. Lawrence. I was just going to ask you real quick. Who's the best-looking player in shorts you've ever seen that you thought, oh, my gosh, this guy's just going to dominate? That guy? <laughs> Probably him. But I didn't know where you were going with that question. Yeah. First. <laughs> hey, I would say you, Lars. Lars, you're the best-looking guy in shorts I've ever seen. I am wearing shorts. You are, yeah. Oh, well, well, I don't, don't wear anything miss, but all summer. Don't miss your Nebraska. Red. Nebraska or, uh, or the Bengals. All right, we'll return. More to, to uh, come. We got Alex anecdotes coming up. Uh, uh, amazing anecdotes coming up uh, here a little bit later Triple on. As well. All right, uh, and also, process it to Matt. I thought it was pretty cool. The authentic uh, Alabama in-store, uh, in Bryant-Denny store, is going to be selling authentic gear, and it's going to be tied to the NIL uh, with the current players. And uh, good stuff for them. First time ever to have a store like that with merchandise inside Bryant-Denny Stadium. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now.
now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. It is time for Alex's amazing anecdotes and uh, let's get right to them as we uh, get uh, Alex to uh, give us some things maybe we haven't heard or talked about throughout the show but Alex take it away Alex Bauman our intern uh, the Atlanta Hawks have waived former Auburn guard Sharif Cooper and in this in this year's summer league he averaged 4.4 points 1.2 rebounds and 4.2 assists 
and he shot 18.9% from the field and 18% from three. Do you have his high, his college stats? Because he was unbelievable. It was 20, 20 points per game and like seven assists and four rebounds. I mean, he was a phenomenal, but he only played one year, right? He played in 12 games, and he averaged 20.2 points, 8.1 assists, and 4.3 rebounds. Terrific player. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he was a second-round pick uh, back in 2021, 48 overall. And, um, you know, this isn't the end of the road for him. So many of these guys, they can go over to Europe and just make money hand over fist. I mean, it, for some of them, it's it's difficult to adapt to living in a, a foreign country. But there's a lot of money to be made over there. I think the tax structure is a big, big difference, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number two. Uh, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots announced their complete coaching staff, which did not include an offensive or defensive coordinator. Huh. Yeah. Uh, now, I heard that the def- – what was the guy, defensive coordinator for them for years? Uh, Matt Patricia. Uh, Patricia. Was, yeah. And, and they were going to put him as the OC. It's really him, him and Joe Judge right now for the OC, what it sounds like. I think this is much ado about nothing because uh, you're still going to have one guy calling the defensive plays, one guy calling the offensive plays. Um, I think a bigger story coming out of New England, and I think, Jay, you referenced this off the top, was that uh, Bill Belichick has just been raving about Mac Jones and Bill Belichick doesn't rave over anyone. And uh, Belichick said that he's seen, quote, dramatic improvement in Jones uh, since the end of his rookie season. And uh, and he went on to say everyone recognizes how well he prepares. Kyler Murray, hello. Uh, how well Mac Jones prepares and how much further along he is than a year ago. So um, that's got to be pretty exciting if you're a, a Patriots fan or a Mac Jones fan, and 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 certainly um, uh, to be expected that uh, that Mac Jones, uh, I, I think Jay uh, is one of these guys who is poised to make a pretty big leap from year one to year two. Not so much because of the physical side of it, but because of what he has learned about just the game itself and what's going on between the years. Yeah, and I think, too, just a year into your belt. I mean, the game is different. Speed of the game, the windows are so much tighter, Matt, and getting to know the chemistry of your teammates, you know, having that offseason to throw and do the things you want to do. So I think that's the biggest thing for him is that he's just at a different spot right now than he was um, last year coming into this. Knowing he's the guy, the, the locker room believes in him, he, he's the one. He had to wear the 55 jersey. He's got his own yeah, number 10 jersey right. this year, all that stuff. And he's got to feel good that Belichick's talking good about him. You don't hear this, these type of comments. Not from him. Coming from him, yeah. Um, I think it's all very, very interesting. And one quick question to you, Jay, and then we'll go right back to AAA. Um, if you've been around, were you around, Mac? Is he the funny kind of cut-up guy that everybody, even the Patriots are talking about? Um what a funny, you know, spirited yeah. guy he is. He is, and he was hilarious when I first met him. Um, Braxton was on a recruiting visit. Uh, he had just gotten there for the spring practice and probably weighed a buck eighty, buck seventy wet. And like his lower body was so skinny, uh, he had no no backside. I mean, it was just like I me. Mean, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, where did this guy come from? But then you watched him and go, okay, he can sling it. He can spin the ball. 
And the most important thing about him is he was not arrogant, but he was very cocky, like very confident, like very uh, – he, he talked back to the defense. He talked back to Coach Saban as a true freshman. Like, that's how he talked back. Like, he'd rag him about – Coach Saban say, throw the – you know, he'd go, hey, well, then cover the deep ball. <laughs> if you don't want me to throw it, cover it. Uh, I'm going to the open receiver, you know, all that kind of stuff. So he talked a lot of, a lot of stuff. The, the year after, it was really the COVID year that, you know, a lot of people thought Bryce was going to make that move. He had had, you know, really good games against Auburn and other teams, even though they lost that game. But they, he still played at a level. Everybody went, wow, okay, this guy's got a lot of potential. So they get to that first Friday practice for spring. COVID hits, it's over. Now he goes off and begins to train on his own. More importantly, he went and met with a psychiatrist. He began to meet with a sports psychiatrist. He met with a breathing technique coach. He did all these things to really improve what I would call his John McEnroe inside of him because he had it. If he made a mistake, he became like John McEnroe and couldn't get over it and would show it visibly. And so as you watched him on the field his senior year, you, all that stuff was gone. And I mean, I remember watching his first few scrimmages. He'd make a mistake, and normally where I'd see him like, you know, get upset or, you know, say something out loud that you could hear throughout the stadium. It didn't happen. And he, he got to where he got into the zone. He found that uh, that place where he needed to be. And I think that training helped him a ton. And he's carried that on with him. So, yes, in the locker room, off the field, funny as can be, uh, a little bit goofy. Some would call him a little bit weird at times. Really? But once he, hits, once he hits the field, he's a competitor. Yeah. Uh, he, he, is a, he is a tough Tough competitor. And I want to go back to what Alex was saying about how there's no offensive, technically, no offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator for the Patriots because there's reports coming out that, as you guys mentioned, I think, Matt, you mentioned this, that that Matt Patricia is going to be calling the plays. All right, so let's think about this for a second. Matt Patricia has been a defensive coach since 2006, Right, he was the defensive coordinator for the Pats from 2012 to 2017. Got the head gig, uh, head coaching job for the Lions from 2018 to 2020, where he was known to oversee the defense. And now suddenly, Patricia is going to be calling the offensive plays. Yeah. Is that, that, that that sounds pretty bizarre to me? It does, but a lot of defensive guys become offensive guys, and offensive guys become defensive guys. Why? Because they understand the other side. So he has yep. a great understanding of what to expect on third and long, third and short. They have, they have their tendencies. They have their, their things that they want to get, get accomplished. He kind of can read that, understand it as a defense coordinator, and, and, and maybe do a pretty good job making this call. Now, there will be guys around him, you know, giving him down a distance. And here's, the, here's what they play normally during this time. He'll then make the calls from the sideline. I, I don't see that as a big deal. I mean, I actually see that be an added plus uh, on that side and, of the ball. And Joe Judge, uh, former head coach of the Giants, is now going to be the quarterback's coach. So you have all these former wow. head coaches on the staff, and I would assume that Judge would have a pretty big say in the offensive game plan and, and offensive play calling. Ding, ding, ding. Go three. Uh, Klondike announced they have discontinued the Choco Taco <laughs> in both one-count and four-count packs after nearly 40 years. Oh, uh, and, and the reason was like they, they couldn't keep up with the demand? I, I, I don't know if I read that right or not, Alex. Uh, I think that's what they said. Let me but, read. Um, y'all know Roy Wood Jr., the comedian? Yeah. From here in Birmingham. I worked with him for a while. Really, really good guy. Really funny guy. But he called this shot like three years ago. Did you did you see him in the article? I saw that. And, and now he's going after the drumsticks. I got to call Roy. 
No, the drumsticks. Why is he going? King. Yeah, why is he going after? I, I, why I'm do you not sure contract? why he's going. The names. I, yeah. I, I don't know why. What would you do? But for he a called them one two. <laughs> I'm not a Klondike bar guy. Not, Sorry, yeah. but the Choco Taco and the drumsticks. I'm all about them. What about y'all? <laughs> do you care? I got really nothing to add to this. Subject. I'm sorry. I, I had a root beer float last night. I hadn't had oh, one in probably so 10, good. 15 years. Did you go to A&W? No, I made my own. Uh, but I, I did like, use I A&W like, root I like, beer. I do like Taco yeah. Casa. Uh, I like the tacos from Taco Casa. Okay, there, there we go. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. All right. Alex, said it? I have one more. All right, go uh, for it. Seattle Seahawks running back Chris Carson has retired from the NFL after five seasons due to persistent neck injury. He only made about $11 million over his five-year career. Only That's not, yeah. I not much for a running back at the NFL level, is it? Did he play any? Oh, he was he a starter. Was, yeah, he was a starter. He was an, an effective player for quite a while. But uh, if you're a running back and you hurt your neck, uh, that usually spells the end of the career. I mean, almost for any player, yeah, but does. especially a running back. Too many hits. It'll be happening at that, oh. that position. All right, uh, we'll wrap it up. This Tuesday edition coming up, uh, our last segment, hour number two. Stay with us live from ABA. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. Scattered showers and storms around through early tonight. The high today, 92. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, partially sunny. An afternoon storm in scattered spots. The high at 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in and uh, looking at some of the Bowman University football cards that uh, Josh is throwing up there on screen for us on the Bama Insider Facebook Live and uh, Bama Insider Live on YouTube. But, uh, man, I guess now uh, they got the uh, cards out for the current players. And I'm looking at them, and I don't see any representation of the school, right? They can't have any kind of logos on them, I wouldn't think. Maybe they do. Is that right? I don't see any logos. No. All right, uh, Matt Corral, that's his, but uh, he's now going to the pros. Look at that one. Spencer Rattler now becoming a uh, <laughs> South I think, Carolina I think game I think he's going to have a huge year. But then again, I thought that last year as well. All right, Jay. What about so, Shane? Uh, uh, his uh, – his, his, uh, Oh gosh, his his video. Yeah, that was of, great. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome, yeah. and uh, I, I think Shane is going to do such a wonderful job at South Carolina. He already has, and uh, I think South Carolina is going to be a team to be reckoned with this year. But okay, so Jay, you turned fifty. Yeah, was fifty more impactful than forty, thirty, twenty-one? Where where does fifty rank? Yeah, I, don't, I think forty was more impactful. I guess I don't know. 50 just kind of seemed like, okay, it's, it's come and gone. But it's, it, the even sounds better than the odds. 
<laughs> okay. 40 well, sounds better than well, 50. We, we, we yeah. uh, Jose has something for you. Okay. Bring it in. I wish we had a drum roll. I wish we had some. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, in, in honor of your 50th birthday, we have the most tricked out walker of all time. I actually need this right now. I'm tweaking my knee and golf. It works out. Pretty. Go team. Oh, my. I'm, I'm taking that. Two Tuscaloosa, first game. Hey, ho- Jose, come over and gra- come over. And get on Matt's Matt's mic yeah. and uh, just, I'm gonna grab it. Describe describe this uh, Walker that you that you put together here. All right, hold on. We're getting uh, some technical stuff worked out. All right, so describe the Walker that you put together for Jay. So, <laughs> pretty much, you know, Jay loves Alabama. I think. <laughs> no. And then also, he does like going out. I know that for a fact. So I got him something that kind of was the best of both worlds. <laughs> got, got him a, a got horn, a horn in case people get in his way. Uh, some new tennis balls. A basket so he can put his uh, his Bosley in there. Got the Alabama flag. I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me try it out real quick. Yeah, there you go. Oh my gosh! And it, you, you got brakes on it. I'll be honest, my mom's gonna steal this from me. <laughs> <laughs> she, she has MS and uh, she has a walker, but she may be stealing this. That is the most tricked out walker. But hopefully, I've she's ever not seen. listening. This will be her birthday present. <laughs> hey, you can't regift. <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> uh, no, it looks really, really good. And uh, yeah, Jose's been uh, thinking about it and working about it for a while. So and what's on amazing it. is that it runs off water, so you have to even <laughs> inside joke. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, hey, turn your mic towards you so that way we'll hear you. The uh, good stuff, but thank you for doing that. I love it. Man, this is the best part. I mean, that's, yeah, that that I mean, horn is uh, and is. Candace. Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte <laughs> loves it. Um, oh. Also got you, uh, uh, yeah. Some key lime pie. Got a little birthday cake. Seven is 50. Seven is 50. <laughs> I, hope you like Listen, I love key lime. Let me get in the picture here. Who doesn't love key lime pie in the there south? Can you get it up there? Gosh. Yeah. And, Close up. Uh, picture. Throw it up on the close-up if he's still there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... There we go. Yeah. Uh, Seven is... And I've got to get it... I'm, I'm afraid I've got crumbs that I'm trying to hold up. There we go. <laughs> I love key lime pie. Yeah. And uh, so does my mom, so I'm going to give that to her. <laughs> Man, I think your mom... But that's is, December your birthday. Mom, your mom's the big winner here. <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, that means the world. Yeah, thank you, thank happy you. birthday! And, and look, uh, Jose was all behind the uh, the Walker, and uh, he did such a great job with it. And uh, yeah, happy birthday, Jay! Thank you. I'm honored to call you my friend, uh, my my partner here, and uh, we're approaching what four years of doing the show together. Coming I up, can't believe it. Yes, we're a month uh, away. We're a month away. Yeah. So, happy birthday, buddy! Thank happy you. Birthday, happy birthday. Birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jose. Thank you, Lars, Matt, Alex, and uh, all the guys. Joe and uh, also Jonathan and also Josh Smith, our producer, has been with us for four years. Uh, had a little time off back with us, but he was there from the beginning as well. Thank you, guys. And thanks to all the birthday wishes to Juline uh, Lee. Uh, Julie Lee also said good afternoon, gentlemen, and uh, happy birthday, belated 50th. Thank you for that.
Fifty is a number. Just a number. Keep telling myself that. Hi, this is Wes 